As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just some high-flying, ran-fast vertical stems of professors from Penn watching eagles eat and pray like bazookies on birthdays. It's Philadelphia, Marissa Bowen, Zach kicking it. Cooler than three penguins till Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some Birds with Friends. The early bird gets the worm but prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Marissa Bowen, Zach are here to Walk. Don't miss the mistress talk on some. You know the term salt of the earth? I guess I, I screw up the term. <laughs> I, I call it dirt of the earth. <laughs> I said it like the most earnest way possible. That'll put a smile on your face. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Birds with Friends on a Friday afternoon. Day two of craning camp in the books. Bo Wolf. Zach Berman here for Birds with Friends. Zach, how you doing? Doing great. Excited for the pod. Apologize for being late. I was trying to get that running diary in as uh, quickly as I can, and that is being edited now. So maybe by the end of the show, it'll be up on the athletic. Now, what was your what was your running diary process? Did you did you go to practice today? Committed to I'm doing the diary bit today. Did you get midway through and say I need to do this? Did you think about abandoning it at any point? What was the the writing process? So in my notes here, I I kept everything with timestamps. Sure. Okay, just in case of course I you did have that. To, yeah. And as I was as I was downloading, if you will, I didn't think there was any like huge headlining story. It was a yellow day, yeah. That needed to be front and center. Uh, sometimes when you do the running diary. But the best thing that happened in practice occurred three quarters of the way through, and you feel like that should be at the top. You're saying bury the lead, are, so to speak. Literally, yeah. Uh, so, so my thought process was that maybe I'll I'll just be the eyes and the ears of the reader at the session, give uh, give some notes of what happened, maybe you know a little color here and there, add in some quotes, an observation or two. Uh, and then what what I realized is that it's probably the nature of practices without pads. It was leaned very heavily toward like wide receivers and 
yeah, it, 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 I, I didn't have much on the offensive line today. I probably need to, I, that's probably because I didn't watch practice with you and you're an astute observer. Well, tough angle today. The They're in the middle field uh, mm-hmm. and they were sort of on the far side and, and the offense was coming towards us. So tough to really get a good angle yeah. on the offensive line. But yeah, I mean, they weren't in pads today, so yeah. it's yeah. hard to really judge. Yeah, but... Uh, I don't think you missed much. But it was a... Uh, people were saying it was a... 75 minute practice hour 15 minutes i i had hour 19 um wow but i guess it depends when you consider them starting at the stretch or at the first drill well it depends if you're if you're committed to uh accuracy or if you're just looking to be in the right ballpark what's your approach is it the first drill or the stretch uh i would say i think it starts at stretch okay yeah Uh, I mean, they they finished practice at eleven nineteen today. Okay, so okay, yeah. So and it started right at ten. Well, that's that's they were stretching at ten o two. They were out there in a full team stretch at ten o two. Well, wouldn't that wouldn't be seven an hour and seventeen minutes? Then not an hour and nineteen minutes. No, but they started stretch before that. But there were a few mm. guys lingering. Ah, well, now we're, now we're really getting into the weeds. <laughs> yes. Anyways, let's. Uh, and here's the other thing, Zach, and and I and I know you know this because uh, you know it was a big topic. <sighs> the heat. I mean, to to practice and play football in the heat. Oh boy. I know you're joking about it, but I I did need a little catchy headline or catchy opening. Uh, <laughs> after your opening the other day, which I thought was awesome, um, where you had you know the fans comment right. Uh, I, I did like really I did like, not the lead, yeah. but it was very funny just to, to yeah. hear Nick yelling, yeah. and then one of them is like, "Yeah, there it is, yeah. baby, <laughs> yeah, the baby coach." Yeah, so I, I I thought that set the scene. So to set the scene today, I thought you know you have Sean Desai coming in saying, "You guys hydrated," so mm. led with that. Yeah, led with I was because I was going to lead with Sirianni's. I don't want to call it an outburst. I think that's hyperbole, hmm. but I was going to lead with that, but I didn't want to do that two days in a row. We, that was the, 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 the Wednesday opener. There has to be more than just, hmm. uh, it, it was hot. Whenever I get asked about it, I always say they're like in football pads or in football gear. I'm, I'm just watching. It's not that bad for me. So. Yeah. But I mean, doesn't mean it's not a it's not a fun thing to just be sitting there sweating, you know. That's why it's important to stay hydrated. Now, do yeah, do we need to get to the hydration conversation, or should we save that for later in the show? I didn't expect to get into it. I I thought we could keep that private. If you wanted to air it out here, uh, well, we well, you know what? Well, well, this is a little tease. We'll get to that okay. uh, at the end of the show. We've got some bird on the street to get to the latest news and notes. We've got some Quackus report. Then we're going to do a, a new game, uh, you know, a familiar setup, but a, a, a new format here. Uh, turkeys to the castle. We're going to go through the position battles at each position, Go our, spread our turkeys around on how we think they're going to turn out, and then we will revisit this at the end of camp just to see sort of how much things have changed over the course of, uh, you know, three weeks or so. But, Zach, uh, why don't we start with the Stone Cold Newsman, see if there's any hot tips across the wire. Hassan Reddick remains sidelined. That is the big news. Uh, we knew that, but he still has that groin injury that's going to stretch uh, through the weekend. Well, he's likely to be back after the weekend. And then 
Avante Maddox, Derek Barnett, still limited. Uh, Avante Maddox, though, took some work with the team in seven-on-sevens today, so he's making progress. I think uh, a little piece of news, it's not earth-shattering, but I think fans might be interested in this one. The Kelly Green uniforms that literally have been anticipated for years because this has been an annual owners meeting discussion is the Kelly Green uniforms, and they had to get the helmet approval passed. They're going to be unveiled and available for sale on mon- on on Monday, July 31st. Uh, so uh, that that that's uh, that's relevant news. And it, as far as not necessarily news, but this was the first time Darius Slay spoke to Philadelphia media since signing his, or since the however you would frame what occurred this summer. It looked like he was going to be released. They re- they renegotiated the deal. He's back with the team. And also, they they hired Matt Patricia. So to that, he said the contract situation, that's just the, the business of football. He said he was fine. He just needed to get it sorted out. It wasn't that hectic from his perspective. And then he said that, that before Matt Patricia was hired, the team reached out to him, asked if he was cool with it. He said he was cool with it. He said they have to do what's best for the organization. He said him and Patricia uh, talked it out. They, they've, uh, I guess you can say, reconciled. Slay said Patricia's here to make him better. Patricia and, and Patricia wants to become a better coach. So, you know, they can work together there. He said they communicate every day. And he said that Patricia did not need to apologize to him. It's just one of these things that they're both here to do a job. So that's uh, that's the story from the Novacare Complex. Back to you in the studio, Bo. Thank you, Zach. Uh, let's talk about the Slay thing for a second. Um, mm-hmm. Because for anybody who, who doesn't have this background, you know, the, the two of them clashed in Detroit. And, you know, this was not just like the case of uh, they just clashed in Detroit. It was the, the kind of deal where Darius Slay, who is, you know, open uh, with his thoughts, would I mean he would he would throw Patricia under the bus just to any random stranger in the locker room you know any just just trash the guy and so it was interesting when they hired Patricia um, that they were willing to do that so it, it did seem I was not on Slay I was uh, you know the uh, the setup in training camp is they've got a couple guy they've got a guy on the podium and then they've got a guy talking to the media around back um, I was with those guys but it, it it didn't seem from watching the video that this was like. Um, Slay putting on a show, nor is that his personality. It seemed like uh, he was telling the truth. Yeah. Now I I did I did literally see them interacting today, uh, because for full disclosure, I have a well, I don't know if it's full disclosure for uh, a sneak peek for a tease. I have a note in my uh, practice report about Patricia. It includes that and Sirianni watching a period yeah. of practice with Patricia. But so I was I was watching Patricia during this special teams period. Now does he have is does he have a pencil in the air? Good question. He did in the spring. I I didn't notice it. Okay. Um, but good question. Uh, he but I I saw him and and, and Slay walk by each other and and interact. Okay. Um. So yeah. So I so to answer your question, I I don't think he was just giving. 
the stock answer, although to the point of stock answers, there was a funny moment when Jordan Mailata before his press conference says, hold on, I got to see what you know, John Gennody is the PR guy with the Eagles, does a real good job. Um, I shouldn't say the PR guy. <laughs> He's a PR official with the Eagles, does a really good job. He does do a really uh, good job, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he said, um, he, yeah, uh, Jordan's like, I need to see what stock answers he gave me to give you guys. Mm-hmm. So, which is, which is probably accurate, right? I mean, I think, I think the Slay thing is, you just wanted to make sure that if that, that they did check in with him, right? And for him to confirm yeah. that, I think that's I think that's fine. We'll see. I mean, I don't know if we'll ever know exactly what Patricia's uh, level of influence is this season, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, elsewhere in the press conference setups, we had uh, Jalen Carter saying that his goal is to be Defensive Rookie of the Year. Mm. Good goal for him what to set. What do you think of that? It's a good goal to set, you know. As you've noted, it's it's hard for a rookie defensive tackles to accumulate sack totals. It is. Will have to be impressive, but I mean, what do it's his goal shouldn't be. He shouldn't set a goal of have an above average rookie defensive tackle season. You know, let's yeah, let's aim. That's true. Aim aim for the moon, and if you what aim for the star. What what does it how does it go? <laughs> it's yeah, reach for the sky, and if you miss you. Still among the stars. Something like that, yes. Yeah. Uh, Devontae Smith, what did Smitty have to say? Uh, I was only in Smith for part of it, but uh, not much. Um, Yes, fairly soft-spoken. I'm going to go ahead and block Uh, this uh, Chiefs jabroni in the chat. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there weren't many highlights from the Devontae press conference. Now, what did you think of Sean Desai? I thought that Sean Desai was a little generic today with in his answers, and I get it. Look, it's day two of camp, and I, I kind of respect any coach who's like, yeah, I can't really evaluate this stuff after two days. Um, so I, 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 I get that. I, I think that uh, I'm curious to see uh, Sean's answers in a week and two weeks. He had a, a good month. line when he was asked about, uh, you know, what what's yeah. Sean decide defense going to look like. He's like, where, dude, where were you like a month, like two months ago? <laughs> we already talked about yeah. this. Yes. Yeah. No, I, 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 uh, I like Desai, uh, and I'm, I, I, I want to see him give a little more depth in some of these answers. But again, things are very general right now, and a lot of it's evaluating players, and you can't really give, you can't really give much. Like I. I don't want to say a pushback. I followed up once when I, I, I asked about what it would take for Sidney Brown to get early playing time. And he's like, you know, Sidney Brown, Darius Slay, they're all just trying. Mm. Like, well, well, some guys are starters, right? I mean, like Darius Slay is not trying to earn playing time right now. Um, James Bradbury is not trying to earn playing time right now, right? I, I, I understand the sentiment, but the, the, the point is, are there certain indicators that you're looking for from Brown to, to know that he should be out there? Because as uh, as as we've mentioned he's not with the starters right now right he's not like mixing in with the top group either and other rookie uh, uh, nolan smith's mixing in with the top group a bit um partly because of injuries there you know sweat came off for a bit at one point and uh they have some some veteran guys um or at, at, at least nolan smith's higher up there you know jalen carter isn't necessarily with the first group but he's 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 mixing in Higher up, Sydney Brown's uh, a little lower on the depth chart, it seems, at this point. 
Yeah, we'll get to the depth chart stuff yeah. in a sec when we yeah. get to the Quackton okay. Sports. I just want to wrap up the uh, sure. off-field stuff. Yeah. Uh, last note I have here is, uh, did, you, did you notice the visiting dignitary we had in practice today? Did that make the, the training camp I, I noticed the Maryland coaches, and I should have included that, and I did not include mm. that. And now I wish... Freaky Friday, it. baby! Gunter Brewer in the house. Hashtag freak show, let your freak flag fly. Mike Lockesley, of course, is the uh, former offensive coordinator for Devontae Smith and Jalen Hurts. And that that Maryland team, which is uh, a favorite of Marissa. Hashtag Marissa. Well, I don't know if that's a hashtag. Um, shout out, Marissa. Um, because, hashtag um, freaky she, Marissa. Uh, Marissa sent us a video of Madison listening to Birds with Friends the other day. Mm. So appreciate Marissa and we're thinking of her from afar here. Hashtag freaky newborn. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, please don't do that hashtag, okay? <laughs> All right, let's get to the Quackness report, Zach. Um, why don't we start with the depth chart stuff? What did you notice that changed from day one to day two? Well, I think that the, the headlining item is what didn't change, and that's Cam Jurgens is still the right guard. There's, yes. there's not a one day on, one day off type thing. So if you really want to call it a competition, they're giving Cam Jurgens the chance here to be the starting right guard, right? It's, it's as you mentioned, in the past when they had a true training camp competition, it was one day Mylotta, one day Dillard, right? That's, that's, that's not happening here. So... And again, it's only two days, but my uh, strong suspicion is they'll remember they'll remain on this track unless or until uh, they feel Jurgens shouldn't be out there. So that's that's number one. Also on the offensive line, Dennis Kelly was the second team left tackle today. Uh, took him one day, if you will, to get acclimated. Get, yeah, to, to get acclimated, and then he's out there. And those are really the main uh, depth chart notes. I mean, along the defensive line, it's. It's Milton Williams out there, uh, you know, when they're in their odd man front. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, when they have the three D tackles on the field. Um, they it was it was mostly from 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 my notes, Nicobe and Nicholas Morrow at linebacker. Is that what you saw as well? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, safety was a little bit different today. Um, with their they so they they did, did it differently in seven on sevens and in team drills, but it looked like in team drills it was Kayvon Wallace with the first team opposite Reed Blankenship and Terrell Edmonds dropping down to the second team with Justin Evans. But then there were times in individual drills and in seven on sevens when Sidney Brown was up with the twos, Edmonds was back with Blankenship. They were, they were working things around a little bit more at safety, which we have seen them do uh, in the past. But um, I thought, but I thought not Sidney Jones, but, but not, but not Sidney Brown in there. Never with the ones. No, he, yes. did, he got up to the twos in individual drills. It looked like, yep. Um, and at corner uh, today, Josiah Scott was the first team nickel in team drills without Avante Maddox as opposed to uh, Zach McPherson. But those are sort of rotations that you would expect. And it's why I think, as you said, the big news is that there wasn't that rotation at right guard. They were they were sort of they're, they're leaving Cam Jerkins there. Yep. How about highlight plays? What, what jumped out to you? Well, the first play of 11 on, on 11 was probably the the highlight, the true highlight, I, I would say, of the day, which was Jalen Hurts to A.J. Brown, which is Isaiah Scott in coverage. 
AJ Brown should always beat Josiah Scott, I would imagine, but AJ Brown's a good player, right? No, no, uh, no breaking news there. And nice throw by Jalen. AJ used his body well. AJ had a, another nice catch uh, across the middle of the field. Shows how you can use him at different levels. But that's what jumped out. And I'll, I'll, I'll get your thoughts. But 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 the other highlight was a deep pass from Mariota to Greg Ward, who was in his seventh training camp wow. with the Eagles. He was with the team in the 2017 training camp, right? So think about that. Seventh training camp with the Eagles. As long as the Athletic has been covering the Eagles. So has Greg Ward. Been so you and camp. so you and Greg Ward came in together. Yep. Well, yeah, re, re came in. Let's let's call it. Um, True. Yeah, I thought I thought Mariota was a little bit better today than he was. I thought so. The first so. day, I did find myself just in the middle of practice today, like just thinking, you know, wow, some of the the ball placement on these throws over the middle from Jalen Hurts are really impressive, and like I know mm-hmm. that that's not a a crazy thing to say. This is a guy who's who's you know probably a top five quarterback in the league, but on those like you know eight yard throws and tight windows, he's putting it exactly where it needs to be. Um, I thought I thought he was very sharp today. Agreed. I I mean not to get ahead. Oh no, we got a, we got a real celebrity in the chat. It looks like. Oh, Marissa's okay. She heard we were talking about the Terps, mm. and she jumps in. Hashtag freak show. Uh <laughs> So, yeah, the only um, blemish in his afternoon, or in his morning, rather, uh, was he underthrew a pass to Devontae down the left sideline, it was. Yes, Josh, Joe broke it up. Yeah, Uh, that was essentially the only one there. And I I will also say, before we get too far from it, at the beginning of practice, and it's noteworthy, not just because it happened, but also because... It's a continuation of what Bo wrote about on Wednesday, and I referenced this before. Sirianni led into his group during uh, it was a ball security drill, and he was basically telling them that in very colorful language uh, that they if if they make these mistakes now, they're going to make them in games, right? Like this is how you lose games essentially, and emphasizing fundamentals. And now Sirianni's always had this obsession with details. I think he's putting it into overdrive right now for a very specific purpose, and that is to guard against complacency, to really reinforce the value of these small things. I don't think it's coincidence that this has happened two days in a row. Right. There's the the like the coaching truism, right? Is when you're when your team is doing well, you gotta coach them hard. And when your team is you're not playing very well. You got to be nice to him. You, you feel like this is an intentional start of camp. We had a light spring. We're coming off a Super Bowl. I need to sort of step in that step yep. in that A. Yep. Well said. And if you want to see video of the of of this, uh, this was when cameras were rolling. I, I know um, WIP has it up. I think Brandon Lee Gowton might have it up. And so uh, you can find that on whatever social media form you would like to go on to. We don't need to open that can of worms. Um, the only other little notes I had here from, from things that flashed today, Patrick Johnson, who had a good summer last year, had another uh, good day today. I think it looked like he had one or two sacks. Um, you know, I don't know that he's got a, a huge role to earn, but, but he looked good. Uh, Mario Goodrich coming down with an interception as the third team nickel on a ball down the field. Uh, Noah Ellis with a nice, uh, bat down at one point. And, uh, that's about it. Uh, so some other ones I had, 
Jordan Davis had had good push on. Yeah, I was going to ask uh, you about this. It feels like Jordan Davis and Nolan Smith have have sort of been yeah. gazzed up very early on from what people have seen. Is that what is? Do you agree with that? Well, the Nolan Smith thing that jumped out to me today was him dropping in the coverage on a play between between Goddard and Boston Scott. I believe it was. It was on our left, their right. Uh, was actually the defense's left too. So Nolan Smith's left. And I, I, I wrote in the practice report, it's kind of hypocritical for me because we were saying last year, like Hassan Reddick's not here to drop in the coverage. Hassan Reddick's here to rush the quarterback. And you don't spend the 30th pick on a pass rusher because he can drop in the coverage. But I think that just shows the athleticism and the versatility, how natural he looked doing it. Um, that He's so fluid as an athlete. And I wrote in there the discussion we had on Wednesday, which is you see the burst from him. What you want to see is when the pads come on and there's more physicality. And he did have a rush. I was specifically watching him against Lane Johnson, and he he didn't get anywhere on Lane. Um, but yeah, no, he he has stood out. And Jordan Davis it hasn't been because I'm I'm not watching the interior consistently. Mm. It's when I'm watching. There's a, there's a, there's snaps sometimes when I say, okay, I'm only going to watch 90 here or I'm only going to watch 98 here. And it, it was kind of good timing today. I only watched 90 on a play when he had a really good push, I, th I thought. And, uh, yeah, used his body well, got in there, and that's what you want to see from him as a pass rusher. So I don't think that, that it's hypocritical um, of you on, on the Nolan Smith front because I, I think the situations are different. Um, okay. Now, first of all, you know, we were, as, um, as the Ospreys noted, we were – you know, probably wrong to focus so much on Hassan Reddick dropping in coverage um, last training camp, but he was coming off of, you know, back-to-back double-digit sack seasons. That was the role that he was signed to do, and, like, we know that he is good at that in the NFL. We don't know what Nolan Smith is in the NFL yet. Um, they still have to figure out what he does well, and if he, if he looks mm -hmm. good doing that, it also helps potentially free up Hassan Reddick to not have to do it more and to be able to rush the passer more. So I think all of this is, it, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's, that's the part of it that, that stood out. Uh, I, I don't think he's, he's been the, I, I have seen some, I have seen some of these reports that, that, that you're referencing. And I, I think it's natural to like pump up the new guy. Right. Uh, and, and some pump, of it might be selective. Damn, pump it up. No, I, I'll, I'm guilty of this too. When you watch practice, sometimes there's a degree of confirmation bias, right? You go, I remember last year saying like AJ, you know, coming out of every practice, AJ Brown's so good. AJ Brown's so good. Right. And yeah, but he was it's so obviously, good last summer. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, but point being that like you can sometimes use practice to reinforce what you already think. Right. Sure. Um, and so if, if you have this excitement about Nolan what Smith, a day from Elijah Riley. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. That said, like Nolan Smith is the type of player who should thrive during this portion of camp because he is he's so athletically gifted yeah. out there. And I, I that is clear. There are some rushes where he is like he he's four yards into the into the backfield in a snap. Yeah. And I have seen both Jordan Davidson and Jalen Carter flash yeah. quickly, but We've still got we've still got some time yeah. before we need to worry exactly. about that. All but right. my point is, 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 and like the only thing I'll, I'll I'll add to that is I I imagine if you go in the practice saying like I'm only going to watch Contavious Street today, 
there will be plays will plays when you're like, man, Davis Street really jumped out on 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 that rep, you right. know? So yeah. Okay. Let's take a little break, hear from our sponsor, come back with some turkeys to the castle and maybe some other uh, nonsense. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. All right, welcome back. I wore my Roan shirt to uh, practice today, Zach. Looks sharp. It's a good shirt. All right, turkeys to the castle. What we're going to do here, we've got we've got a position battle at every position. We're going to spread our 100 turkeys around for each one. These are with week one in mind. We will then revisit and reallocate our turkeys later in the summer to find out uh, how much things have changed. And then once again, uh, you know, how the points are spread when week one comes. So let's start with quarterback, where the battle is for quarterback three. We have Ian Book and Tanner McKee. I can go first, Zach. I have 65 turkeys on Tanner McKee and 35 on Ian Book. So... I, well, I have 51 for McKee and 49 for Book. Okay. We've seen nothing in practice that would lend us one way or the other. It's been mostly uh, the the ones in the end, the twos. So hard for me to say there. But they did exhaust the draft pick on McKee. That said, Book has never been a free – he was a fourth-round pick. He was on waivers. He was claimed him off of off waivers. So he's never been a free agent either. He could be very valued by the league as well. I have 51-49, so I'm really hedging. Yeah, I think um, I, I don't think it's crazy that that book could win the job. We have certainly seen um, draft picks flame out quickly. Um, I'll, already, I don't think that McKee is. You know, I, I already think he's above the Thorson level. Um, he's mostly making quick decisions. It seems like Ian books like he does have uh, a bit of a noodle arm, but 
for a third quarterback, that's not the worst thing in the world. So see how that plays out. Uh, next up, running back, Zach. Straight to the top. Who is going to be the week one running back one split between DeAndre Swift, Kenny Gainwell, Rashad Penny, and other? I think we probably know which way you're leaning, but let's let's hear how those turkeys are spread. I have 50 for Swift, and then 25 for Gainwell, 25 for Penny. Wow, none for other. That's interesting. No. You think there's a chance someone else leads in carries week one? I don't know. They can sign Are they bringing in Dalvin some, Cook I'm or curious. something? I don't know. I only have five Peterson. turkeys there, but, you know, crazier things have happened. Okay. I have five on other, 25 on Penny, and 35 each on Swift and Gainwell. I have it as a dead heat for the week one uh, lead in running backs. I'm, I'm surprised you're... I mean, I'm not surprised that you have Swift at the top, but I'm surprised you're that heavily weighted. Probably shouldn't be that. You heavily think he? Because I mean, he has a he. We imagine he's got a very specific role for sure. But you think he's also going to be like the first and second down running back in the backfield? I'm not convinced of that. Obviously, I think Penny's gonna. I, I think Penny's gonna get the ball a lot, running the ball. I think Gainwell's role will probably be similar to last year. Uh, hurry up situations. They probably still trust him there. I think Smith's going to get a lot of work. I, I, I was Swift. So I apologize. Swift is going to get a lot of work. I could be wrong. And again, it's still early in camp. That's why we're having these conversations now. But I think Swift will lead the running backs and snaps. Okay. And just, just to uh, say this, we're this will be determined by uh, snap counts within uh, two scores. Right, so we won't. So if it's a blowout in the fourth quarter, those those snaps won't count. Fair, sure. For week yes. one, I don't know. I, I'm trying. Yeah, we got to get no, out ahead I, of it. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I I honestly didn't um, think yeah, of the qualifier. Danish is going to need to know this. For credit to Bo Wolf, by the way, for I I got this email last night. I was pumped to see. It was like a rundown. It was awesome. Mm, now, see when you what do was- that, it's a bit of a backhanded compliment that you don't usually get uh, a plan for the show. Well, that's not. A, I've said that before. Yeah. I. I mean, that's Listen, not. You're, you're free to do a, that as well. You know. I would love both. I mean, our <laughs> our audience would know. We could take a poll of the side here. If if I tried suggesting what we do on a show one day, Bo would. Oh no! You, you are welcome to suggest. Just don't suggest that the episode ends after 35 minutes. <laughs> I I came I came to lunch one day and said we should have more guests and the show's too long and it it caused literally <laughs> literally people had to apologize to Marissa for her, for what that experience was like for her because I had the audacity to suggest that the show be shorter and have more guests and the first so, guest that you suggested was Emmanuel Acho. <laughs> Yeah, I I actually still think Emmanuel Acho will be a real good guest on this show. Okay, but... you can do that. You can do a separate one on one for that for that episode. <laughs> All right. Next up, wide receiver three. We've got Quez Watkins, Olamide Zacchaeus, and other. I've got sixty on Quez, forty five. No, that doesn't add up. Six. Let's let's say. F- it's a good way to win, though. Yeah, yeah. Let's go 60 <laughs> on Quez, 35 on Zacchaeus, and 5 on other. I actually had the exact same. Really? Uh, 
So I I am going to adjust it just so it's not the same. I will go. Well, that's not. No, no, no. Keep it. Keep it tied. Okay. And then when we get when we get okay. to it back in the summer, we'll we'll change it. But so uh, the only thing here is that I do think Zacchaeus uh, is going to get some more work in the slot than Quez. So maybe that in in the eleven personnel they like OZ there. I'm, I'm going to call him OZ. I think to make because is, is it Zacchaeus or Zacchaeus? Oh, Zacchaeus, oh, Zacchaeus, oh, Zacchaeus, oh, Zacchaeus. I don't know. So, in any event, I, I, I do a better yeah, job. Yeah, I, I, I think uh, perhaps they like him more in the slot, but just based on what we've seen in practice, Quez has been with the ones, Zacchaeus has been with the twos. And I know it's two days in, but that's still how I'm anticipating it going. It is Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus, not Zacchaeus. Oh, okay. Lamade Zacchaeus. But okay. the, the, it's not Olamide, it's Olamide. The, the emphasis Olamide. is on the O. Mm-hmm. A UVA guy. Okay. Um, yeah, I think I think there's an opening for Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus now. I had it right the first time, and now you got me second-guessing. Uh, I think there's a real opening for him, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Quez was ineffective last year and not targeted a ton. You could, I'm willing to believe that like his speed opens things up for some other guys on the field space-wise, but the Eagles need more out of that. I mean, it's the same conversation we had about running backs last episode, but the Eagles need a little bit more from that position. And, uh, you know, this is another resource allocation thing and how much could they really, um, you know, if there's a, if there's a, a capable outside wide receiver on the market, it's not like they're going to be able to sign that player. But, you know, looking at those numbers, for the offensive rundown about just just how dominant Devontae Smith was in the slot last year. Um, it's it's interesting that the you know the one guy you bring in is a slot specialist, right? And so you would think you would maybe want to lean a little bit more into getting Devontae in the slot, but these are all moving parts and and it's not like Devontae's not also good on the outside. So and the and the other, do you think the other is only uh someone from the outside of the organization? Or do you think there's any down the like Deion Kane? Do you think Deion Kane's someone who can push? Do you think uh no. any of the okay. not for the, not for the number three job. No. Okay. Um I don't I don't see any scenario in which there is a player on the roster other than those two who is yeah. the week one number three receiver, aside from you know injuries. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. No, not on on the roster, but I, I do think that they can bring in someone from the outside potentially. And there aren't a ton. Of option, I mean, on the street, I think it's just Jarvis Landry. But you know, there could be a there could be a trade possibility, or a player cut. Yeah, right. Uh, all right, tight end two, Zach. Now, I'm a little bit more interested in who is like the number two receiving tight end, but that's hard to to quantify. So, just for tight end two, we've got Jack Stoll, Grant Calcaterra, Tyree Jackson, Dan Arnold. How do you have your turkeys? I have forty for Stoll, twenty for Tyree. 25 for Calcaterra, 15 for Arnold. That does is that adding up correctly? I think so. <laughs> uh, I, I saw you. Okay, yeah, I think so. yeah, it, it, it is. Yeah, that's 100. Interesting. Um, so I think it, I I think Stoll is most Stoll's had that job the past two years. And there was a play well, today. I don't know if you noticed this, Zach. There, uh, the 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 pocket had collapsed a little bit, and Jalen Hurts. You know, what do you do when you're in chaos? You you revert back to what you trust, and you just you saw him 
go to his security blanket and he hit Jack Stoll. And I know that everybody was thinking, there he is. He trusts him. You can tell. <laughs> I knew I knew you were going to go to that joke. It's it's probably a bad sign when I can anticipate your humor uh, a few steps ahead. It's Yeah, it's like uh, I've been playing checkers with Reed and we've been talking about how we, we, should, we should probably graduate the chess soon. Mm. But how you need to anticipate the, the the next move, right? And so, I I could see that coming once we establish this. But yeah, I uh, to answer the question, Stoll has been in that spot in the past year and a half. They do like him. I think if they want more of a pass catching threat, Calcaterra, um, like you've written about, could push Tyree Jackson. I've been bullish on on Tyree. I I still make the the joke I I would make is when they traded Zach Ertz and they're like, well, we need to see Tyree Jackson. Yeah, we got we to open up some <laughs> spot. Yeah, we got to open yeah, up exactly. snaps for him. Yeah. Uh, and Dan Arnold has experience in, in the league, but I, I haven't seen anything in two days that suggests he should be out there. I've got uh, 55 on Stoll, 30 on Kakatera, 13 on Jackson, and two on Arnold. I think there could okay. be a role for Tyree Jackson potentially, yeah. but I, I, don't, I don't see him going all the way up to tight end two yeah. by week one. Uh, what was yours again? 60? No, no, no. No, 40, 20, 25, 15. 40, 25, 20, 15. Thank you. All right, next up we've got right guard. The main event of camp. A little bit... Uh... Yeah, so I'll, 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 I'll go I'll first. It's here. my turn to go first. Okay. Uh, I have 75 on Jurgens, 20 on Steen, and 5 on other. So I have 75 on Jurgens, 25 on Steen. I don't have another. I don't think it's going to be Triscoll. I think it's going to be Jerkins or Steen. I think that's fair. Um, yeah, I think I, I, it's not over. Um, no. But, and and there are, you know, if, if Jurgens falls back or if Steen looks fantastic, I think that they will give him a shot. But I still, I think it's I think it's likeliest that it will be Jurgens at this point. A question I have for you on, on this is, as I was thinking about it is, let's say the same injury the Jason Kelsey occurred this summer that occurred last summer. So you so you mm. know you're getting him back for the season, but you know you're not going to have him during the summer. Does Jurgens play center, or do they keep Toth? I'm sorry, do they keep Toth at, at, at center? I think if it's the exact same deal where you know he's going to be back week one, I think Jurgens stays at right guard. I think if they're I think if he was going to miss a week or two weeks, and that was the like mm -hmm. uh, in in the season, I mean. Then I think Jurgens probably would go to center, hmm. but I think if it was if it was still the expectation Kelsey was going to play Week One, I think Jurgens would stay at right guard. What do you think? I agree, but but that's the interesting scenario mm -hmm. in in my mind. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we move to a real big one here: defensive tackle five. Now you've got Jordan Davis, Fletcher Cox, Milton Williams, Jalen Carter, all assured of roster spots, but. DT five mm -hmm. is a is an is an important role in the defense. You know these guys played about twenty five percent of the snaps last year, uh, combined. We've got Kentavious Street, Marlon Tui Pelotu, Moro Ojimo, and Noah Ellis. Yeah, so 40, 30, 25, and five. 40-20 on Tui Pelotu. No thirty. Oh thirty. Okay. Forty on Street. 30 on Marlon T. Yeah. 25 on Ojimo. Okay. And five on Ellis. Interesting. 
I, and the Ellis is only if they want a backup nose. Well, that's why I have but, it a little bit different. I have it. Okay. I have it 35 on Kentavious Street, 30 on Tui Pelotu, 25 on Noah Ellis, and only 10 on Ojimo. Um, because you think he's the perfect practice squad I, guy. Not even. I think he might be on the roster um, if they like him, but I'm not so sure he's ready to play relative to those other guys. I think Kentavious Street is. I mean, I, we both have him as the most likely option. I think he is the most likely option. Tui Pelotu was okay last year. I think, but it, I, I think there is a a better chance that they want a true no backup nose tackle and Noah Ellis than there is that Ojimo is ready to play in that role. That's all. Good point there. Yeah. Uh, before we get to this next one, I did want to bring up. Um, I mean, perhaps something we we talk about after afterwards. But I didn't say this in the in the news front, and and it is worth mentioning here. Field Yates from ESPN had a report yesterday that the Eagles restructured Derek Barnett's contract. Uh, he was previously due seven point five million with a one point five million guarantee and up to one million in per game bonuses. He's now due three point five million in guaranteed salary with two hundred and fifty thousand guaranteed per game and up to two point two five million. In incentives, what did you make of this cap maneuvering? Well, I was going to wait to get to this when we did our next one, okay. but gotcha. to me, I thought Derek Barnett was entering camp uh, like a little bit more unlikely to make the team than likely to make the team. Okay, um, just the just based on some of the things we had heard behind the scenes, like the way that they were talking about him, yep. like let's just see if he gets healthy. Uh, to me, this means he's going to be on the team. Like they, this is them working together. He's going to be on the roster. Mm-hmm. Isn't that? That's why I interpret it yeah. too. Yeah. So I think that's interesting, and that's why for this next one, uh, we have it as edge like four or five, depending on whether you count Nolan Smith as an edge or not. But that that last guy in the rotation is it Derek Barnett? Is it Janarius Robinson or is it other? Um, I have it as sixty for Barnett, thirty-five for Janarius Robinson, five for other, and that might not even be high enough. Yeah, so af- after that change yesterday, uh, I had it as uh, 65 for Barnett, um, 30 for Robinson, and 5 for other. Okay. You know, now, Robinson has a shot, uh, and he's he's done mm-hmm. a couple interesting things over the first two days of practice. But, yeah, I, I read – I think it's pretty easy to read that as – now, his, his Barnett's contract was structured such that it was going to be really penal to release him. Um, it would have been mm-hmm. much more likely that they would trade him. Um, but the restructure makes it makes it seem to me like like he will be here. Uh, next up, week one, starting linebacker, next to Nicobe Dean, Christian Ellis, Nicholas Morrow, or other. So, uh, is it your turn to go first or is it mine? I believe it's your turn to go first. Okay, uh, this one here, I am really hedging on. Okay, and I am going forty. On Murrow, okay. Okay. Um, 35 on Ellis, okay. And 25, uh, now I'm going to go 40 on Morrow, 30 on Ellis, 30 on other. Oh, 40, wow. 30, 30. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm changing it midstream. Going higher uh, on. Well, we can debate whether that's ethical. What's but... that? What, if, if you're debating what's ethical? <laughs> to, to do it live as opposed to. Go with what you had already written okay. down. That's okay. 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 Um, yeah. Listen, there's a uh, you know a status quo bias here, right? But 
I do think that this is the likeliest place for them to add a week one starter. Yeah. It's still hard to bet on that. I have it as 21 for other. And then I have a, a one point advantage, 40 on Ellis and 39 on Moro. I'm going, I don't think that is, I think that is betting against the odds, but I, I just, I see a, I see the path for Christian Ellis to go, to go ahead and take that job. Now, can you claim credit on Ellis? Because even though he wasn't a camp crush, he was a bow. You were on him earlier. You wrote about him before anyone else did. You guys share the, the Disney music. I liked connection. him in the summer too. And I, what, yes. what I always thought was notable, this is this is not me claiming him. I always thought you could tell that they liked him because it was notable that he was he was injured at the start of camp and there was never any thought of like him him being released. They always wanted to keep him around. Hmm. It was a little bit like they did that, I think, with Marcus Epps once. But anyway, um, listen, I'm happy to add him to my stable. Um, yeah. he's, he's, what's the song you guys, he's sort of in the, over? uh, he's sort of in the Boston Scott realm for me where, where I think I was on him early, but, and then he became too mainstream and you were, yeah, you were right. like, uh, Boston, we had our, our moments when you were a 49er, I was all over you, but now once you got a desirable number, yes. yeah, yeah. That's that's probably I mean when a guy changes their number, that's that for you. It's like they're too mainstream. Is that correct? Once you're Maybe. able, once you can go to Greg D and be like, I want that number. Yeah. Then yeah, then you have too much clout for yeah yeah. Well, I've let, they're, they're they're my beautiful butterflies. I'm letting them fly away. You know, it's, letting them fly away. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, all right, an interesting one here, Zach, and I, I don't know if I laid this one out the best because we're talking cornerback four here, and we've got Greedy Williams, Keely Ringo, Josh Job, and Other, but I don't have Zach McPherson in here, and so he's included in Other, and I think there's a shot that he ends up just being cornerback four because he can be the backup in the slot and also play on the outside. So I've got I've got 33 on Other, 32 on Greedy Williams, 31 on Keely Ringo, and five on Josh Job. Okay, uh, so I have 50 on Greedy. Interesting. Okay. I have 25 on Ringo. I have 10 on Job. Okay, and 15 on Other. Now, I wasn't thinking as much about the McPherson part of it, but I'll, I'll, I will stick to that. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm not as sold on Greedy Williams. If there's a job there for him to win, but he's, I don't, I don't know. I don't think that Josh Job is in a position to be counted on as cornerback four. Um, and I, I also think it's probably going to be too early for Keely Ringo. Don't you? I do. Yeah, yeah I think that's that's too early. I, <clears throat> I know you're not big in, in the greedy, um, but. I'm not, I'm not against greedy. You're not against greedy. I know okay. you're, I mean, you're anchored to the second round uh pedigree. Yeah. I mean Howie's taking a a offseason approach straight out of my playbook here, right? Yeah. Draft pedigree all the way. Yeah. Yeah. All right. At safety, we've done it a little bit differently. We've got the combinations for the week one starters. So will it be Reed Blankenship and Terrell Edmonds? Will it be Reed Blankenship and Sidney Brown? Will it be Sidney Brown and Terrell Edmonds? Or will it be something else entirely? Uh, I believe it's your turn to go first. Wait, you blank. Okay. Did you um, not? Did you not? You want me to go first? Because yeah, and yeah, because I I misinterpreted okay. this. Okay, I I 
viewed the slashes as like one or the other. Got it. Not as distinguishing between the Okay, this one's about the combination. So I have it as 47 turkeys on Reed Blankenship and Terrell Edmonds. I have 43 turkeys on Reed Blankenship and Sidney Brown. I have five turkeys on Sidney Brown and Terrell Edmonds and five turkeys on other. Uh, it is it is the opinion of my turkeys that Reed Blankenship will be a week one starter and he is he is the most likely to be. Hmm. Okay. Uh, so, so you are going with an old camp flame here. Hmm. As, uh, so my, my top option here is actually opposite of you or different of yours. I'm going Sidney Brown and Terrell Edmonds. I think Sidney Brown's going to win that job. And I think blanket chip's going to be the third safety. Really? For week uh, one. Interesting. Yeah. So I'm giving that one 45. Wow. Ooh, this is this is going to be the biggest swing uh, of the uh, of turkeys to the castle. I think I am going with. Uh, so we we don't have a. I'm sorry here. You've got the three so, combinations. Yeah, so of forty-five. Those. Yeah, okay, all right. So I'm going. No, I, I'm I'm going to hedge my brown numbers here for i'm still going heavy on brown okay but the two combinations with with brown sure. so i'm i'm gonna go 40 and 40 on the uh brown ones oh, take a on stand go 41 39 in some direction no so uh okay let's 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 go 41 on brown and Edmonds. okay 39 on brown and blankenship okay uh and then let's go with uh 10 on blanket ship and Edmonds and 10 on other on Brown and other mm. actually, no, uh, let's go. Just, it's just other, any, anything else you get. Oh, oh just other. Yeah, it doesn't have to be Brown. The slash is really threw I'm me sorry. off here. I'm yeah. sorry. No problem. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm not getting on you for that. I just apologize. I'm not more organized on that. Okay. So okay. you've got 41 on Brown and Edmonds, 39 on blanket ship and Brown, 10 on blanket ship and Edmonds and 10 on other. Yes. Okay. All right. Last one, Zach punter. Aaron Sipos, Ty Zentner, and other. It's your turn. My yeah. turn first. You close this out. Uh, yes. I'm going 60 on Sipos, 30 on Zentner, 10 on other. Zach, I have gone 60 on Sipos, 30 on Zentner, and 10 on other. Ah, great minds great think minds alike. Great minds think alike. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think that seems about right. Okay. I have no analysis. I, I, I got a text today from someone. How are the punters looking? And I got to say, I have nothing to share on the punters. Okay. So. Uh, all right, Zach, we've reached the the portion of the show in which uh, you now have the floor to talk about um, your your perspective of the uh, hydration fiasco. I wasn't going to bring this up. It's only fair. I get on you. You can get on me. It's only fair. Yeah, but I don't get on you publicly. I, I, I get on you. <laughs> within close but but you asked and let, let's have this conversation it's okay 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 uh it was hot today as bo <laughs> as bo noted he mocked it but he, he it, it, it was hot and we're waiting for the press conference and, and bo's thirsty and when bo's thirsty he needs, <laughs> he needs he needs to be hydrated and listen so all bo i do went, is ever hear from you about it. you gotta hydrate yeah. you gotta hydrate i'm trying to it's take true. that to heart it's, it's true 100 ounces a day uh, 
So Bo went to the girls, the the boys and girls club, <laughs> set up. Okay, for to give these, uh, they to give the young boys and the young girls in Philadelphia who who are getting this amazing opportunity to be so close to the practice field, to uh, make sure they stay hydrated, to drink water and to eat good food, and they get a chance to meet the players. And there's a bucket of water there for the boys and girls club of Philadelphia. Okay, and Bo comes in. Puts his hand in the water, in the in the grabs the one he wants. Wasn't quite and so demonstrative. Walks over, and I'm telling you, takes a swig of water, and he looked like Andy Dufresne <laughs> on the roof in Shawshank Redemption, <laughs> like you know, like uh, I I got it, and yeah, and like pucker, and so I'm looking at him, and Bo's like, "What? I'm thirsty, or it's hot outside." No, I was, like, that was I have not. No, I have no objection with with you drinking the water. I'm saying you couldn't go to a different. You had to take it from the boys and girls club. Okay. Well, like, now you weren't there yeah. early yesterday uh, for uh, before the press conferences begin. This is the closest adjacent tent to where the press conferences are. Yesterday, the the bottle of water was on the other side, so it was more towards the field side. And everybody was coming through grabbing a water. And the Eagles personnel was there. There were no complaints about that. It seemed entirely kosher. Uh, these events are staffed, so there's plenty of water in there. Uh, if there were to not be water, that water would be refilled. Uh, I, it's not like it's not like these like children were sitting there dying for water. I thought this was a, an an appropriate thing to do to get water. There are I could have walked, you know. 20 yards away, I, or I guess more like 50 yeah. yards away, I suppose, but I didn't want to miss the press conference. You know, maybe uh, maybe I shouldn't have done that. I thought that this was entirely appropriate. But I'm willing I'm willing I'm willing was... to be wrong. What does the the uh, the audience think here? Uh, we're going to have to wait. I think we're going to have to we're going to have to get a larger sample on this one. I'm you know, listen, am I maybe I'm anti kids, I don't know. I I have no objection with with you getting water. My issue is is I thought the precedent had already been set. By whom? By by the people two days ago. You're saying, or three yeah. days ago. You're saying. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Like it was the closest you, water. Were you going to take their pizza as well? No, or just their that, water. Okay. It's a different thing. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, but. I felt bad because I, I really feel like I, I, I got on your nerve. I made a comment in practice and you did not like it. I know. I thought it was fair. <laughs> Listen, if I dish it out, I got to be able to take it too. So, um, so, so yeah, I, I was, I was thinking that's, that's, that's the water for the boys and girls club. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think, I think, uh, I think they were all well hydrated enough, but we can circle back. Um, uh, I had a question that was relayed to me that um, wanted to be asked to you. Peckness migrate, Zach. Elon Musk, Mark Zuckerberg, Jeff Bezos. Bezos. Ooh. Okay. In in what sense? Like their their business. Uh, I mean, I've for you. I've personally. read a lot about. Yeah, I, I, I've I've read a lot about Jeff Bezos. So um, I'll probably go with Bezos there. Uh, as your nest. Definitely as the as as my nest. Yeah. Um. <laughs> This is funny. Huh? I mean, Next week, Bo's blood sugar was low. He was justified in taking the kid's <laughs> lollipop. 
uh, probably I'm probably um, nesting. Well, you already nested. You already nested. Bezos, yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean, look, I respect different things about all of them, but uh, probably pecking uh, Zuckerberg there and migrating Elon. But I don't know. They've I. I would need to put more more thought into that, but but definitely nesting Bezos for sure. Okay. Yeah. All right. I have one last thing. Um, I wanted to get your thoughts on this other uh, story that was relayed to me. Um, you ready? Tell me. Tell me what you think about this. Okay. So this is uh, his. This is a listener, and his friend belongs to uh, a fitness club. <laughs> okay. I know where you're going with this one. And the fitness club <laughs> offers a mug that uh, means you get all, all you can drink iced coffee all summer. Um, now, the friend's husband uh, also uses the mug. And, you know, what, what will often happen is the wife will go in the morning and then the husband will go in the afternoon, use the mug, get the iced coffee. This all seems fine. You know, it's all the same mug. This is, I, you know, you're entitled to free iced coffee. Um, but then it comes out that the the husband doesn't belong to the fitness club. He's just going to use the mug. How do we feel about this arrangement? Yeah, so that's that's not the story I at at all. I mean, um, there's a specific fact here that's incorrect. Oh, okay. The fitness club the fitness club has a cafe that's open to the public. That's a good place to work. The cafe offers a free uh, a water bottle. Um, Right here, I, I don't want to give the branding away for the summer. Oh, you've heard of this, uh, this place? Well, yeah, this happened to me. So, so, so this is the truth. Okay, <laughs> and the the um, promotion is from Memorial Day to Labor Day. You get free iced coffee or iced tea, and if if you buy this, if if you buy the mug, the mug or the water bottle rather. And so, this fitness club, which is. I, 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 I go to coffee shops to work sometimes. And Emily said, it's a fitness club Emily goes to. And Emily's like, you should work here. It's, it's, it's a great working environment. You know, they, they have, they have uh, a nice setup. And so I, I went one day and I, I concurred. And I bought coffee that day. And I was talking to uh, the very nice woman behind the counter. And she was explaining to me about the promotion. And I said, and she she basically said that if you come eight times between Memorial Day and Labor Day, it pays for itself. And I was like, but do that's done. Got a book to write. I, said, I mean, right, yeah. Yeah, 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 that's a, that's I'll do that. Right. And so I <laughs> bought it um, and my wife goes at like, you know, 530 a.m. Uh, there to work out. And I I will give her the mug sometimes. I'm like, you oh, know, you're giving her the coffee. Mug. I'm giving oh, it to you her. Got I'm giving mug. her the water. Yeah, the I have I got the oh, water. Oh, you bottle, give her the mug. Okay, but I'm not a member of the fitness club. Oh, and I guess the debate is okay. Does the person have the promotion, or does the does the mug that, have the promote, or the 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 water the bottle? In other words, yes, exactly. Mm. Uh, so that I had a debate with a friend of mine the other night. I did not expect it to be <laughs> podcast fodder. <laughs> I am not a member of this fitness club. My wife is a member of the fitness club, but the cafe is independent of the fitness club. Well, it's not, it's, it's open. You don't have to be a member to work in the cafe. So the workaround is that you're giving Emily 
the mug that you bought to get unlimited iced coffee. It's Correct. not that she got yes. the mug for by being a member. No, of the I club. no. Yeah, no. Okay. I I got the mug. I work there. Uh, she does not frequent the cafe. I mean, she frequents the fitness mm. center. And but I I, I say it, I mean because she makes coffee every morning. I'm I'm not a coffee drinker. Um, I'm trying to get into it to, because I don't have the same endurance that I had ten years ago. But uh, but yeah, but that's the, that's the conversation. Got is, it. And I think they thought it was funny that I was doing work at the right. I do. Th- I mean, I do think that, that, that that's funny, but that's okay. Yeah. At the, at, at the fitness club cafe. Now question, uh, so, question in the comments, Zach, if yeah. you're, if you're going and just filling up that free iced coffee, are you ever, are you, are you putting a, a tip in the tip jar? I'll, I'll put a tip in, uh, when, when I grab, you know, a bite to eat okay. when I'm there or, or something, but not if I'm just filling up the, they're not doing any, they're not filling up the coffee, by the way. Like there's a, there's Serve a yourself. where you just, you yeah, ever put your mouth exactly. on that spigot? My mouth on the spigot? That'd be horrible. No. Um, <laughs> unlike you, Bo, I want everyone else to drink and enjoy. Okay? <laughs> yeah. So no. So I I uh, I don't do that now. Yeah, no. So okay. I think that's you know what that's, that's that seems that story. seems pretty much on the up and up to me. Absolutely. So you think that it's the it's the water bottle that gets the free coffee and not the. And, I mean, I think it's a little. Person. I think it's funny, but yeah, I don't think it's. I don't think it's that out of the ordinary. Because by the way, if I showed up without the water bottle, I'm not entitled to the free coffee. I mm. actually, I have to have this. True. Yes. Yeah, the mug has the power. Precisely. Now, but what if you? What, yeah. what if you were? You know, what if? This was you in uh, the household you grew up in, and you were just handing the mug to every single one of the siblings. They could just go in and get a get a nice coffee and come out, yeah. and then just you, you got a little line going. I mean, we where, didn't drink coffee. Where does it where does it stop? Yeah, yeah. That, that that's a fair question. That's a fair question. I think now what you could shoot back with is if I was a member, they'd probably have me in the system, right? That I that I got this, and oh, you forgot your water bottle, but we see on your membership that you bought one, mm-hmm. right? I'm not a member. I'm just I'm just someone who goes. Now they have, by the way, they have certain booths, more desirable booths, I guess, that are reserved for members. Mm. And I do I don't I don't sit in those booths. Yeah. Okay. Uh, last thing, Kent wanted to know what your thoughts on the aliens are. Bring me up to speed, Kent. You saw um, the you, you saw I, the the, the uh, testimony before Congress the other day about aliens, alien spaceships. I did not see that testimony before mm. Congress. No. You were too focused on the uh, Congresswoman at the prayer breakfast. <laughs> you, you, you have to give you have to give background on that so people don't misconstrue. I don't that, know that we okay? do. Okay. <laughs> no. Um, so I was so someone was remarking today, another reporter that. Uh, you know, when they get up early in the morning, like seven or eight, and I and I made a joke. That's not getting up early, unless you're a congressperson. Um, yeah, I don't and know that what was that helps the, the context. <laughs> yeah, I was speaking of specifically about waking up early, not about anything nefarious. It doesn't have to be nefarious. I mean, okay, 
between a loving couple. True, true. I, you know, it's it's actually it's probably better that I stay out of this conversation in general. Yeah. I mean, how do you think? I, you, I love. You, you know, they're sharing I, mugs. I, you know. Yeah, I love my job. I want to keep my job, so I don't want to say anything. Uh, no, I, I, I thought it was. I I did not expect that to make the podcast. To be honest with you. Okay. Well. Uh, you know, you can't be too but, surprised. No, nah, I got. I have no objection to anything. I but I I do wake up earlier than that. So. Yeah, we know. All right, uh, that'll do it for this episode of Birds with Friends. We'll be back on Tuesday, unless there's some kind of crazy uh, thing that happens at practice on Sunday. Next week, we've got Tuesday, Thursday, Friday coming your way. So uh, buckle up as craning camp rolls on for Zach and Kent and uh, all the aliens. We thank you for listening. We will talk to you next week. And as always, we love you. Birds with Friends.